After the podcast, be sure to check out an interview with a Ted Bundy survivor. You know, what's this guy doing here? He looks like he's a little older. You know, he looks like somebody who would be a night school, you know, student and mm-hmm. would, would be working during the day. And he, he really looks out of place because, you know, nobody dresses like that here. He just really looked odd to me. Mm-hmm. And as I was coming down the stairs... He, he waved to me and waved me over and said, uh, excuse me, excuse me, could you help me? And it was very clear to me that the guy that I encountered was Ted Bundy when I saw photographs of him, even photographs of him wearing the same Madras shirt that he was wearing when I encountered him on campus. For the entire interview, check the show notes or check your podcast player for a conversations with a Ted Bundy survivor. Enjoy the show. He didn't look like anybody's notion of somebody who would tear apart young girls. My name is Ted Bundy. I've never spoken to anybody about this. I am looking for an opportunity to tell the story as best I can. A person of this type chooses his victim for a reason. Possession, control, violence. There was something unique about Ted's brain. He talked in terms of a voice in his head, and this voice would start saying things about women. He had very blue eyes. When he really got going, his eyes went absolutely black. Murder leaving a person of this type hungry. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today I have with me is... Today we are discussing, what are we discussing? Conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Ooh. (laughs) This is a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. For the record, I just want to be like one of probably a million other females, but one of few. He was not attractive. Okay. He was not attractive in any way whatsoever. He looked like a fucking Weasley man. Like, (laughs) no, he was not. (laughs) A good-looking guy. Just right off the bat, you had to get that off your chest. I did. Okay. Okay. Um, excuse uh, our sciences are coming out a little bit this uh, this mm-hmm. afternoon. Uh, got the Claritin clear on deck. I ain't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, My nose is stuffy. Yeah. I sound congested. It's congested. It's yeah. fine. Sorry. Yeah, just work with us. Uh, so, we watch... Four hours of the conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. It's kind of a long thing. The Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah. Um, we watched some of it last night, and then we finished it today. Yeah. I I want to get your first impressions. What did you think from a non-spoiler perspective from people that have not seen it, heard from, heard about it, or anything about it? You know, have no idea about this yeah. show. What do you think about it? Do you think it's... Uh, it's worth the watch. Is it worth the four hours? It's is it- interesting. It's a very interesting show. Um, I, I could have, some stuff could have been explained better or there were things that you get to hear little parts about and then you don't hear about again. Like it could have been better for me in that way. Drop plot lines. Yeah. I felt that as well. Um, as a documentary in comparison to maybe something like Evil Genius, did you like this more or less? I liked Evil Genius a lot more. We got to hear from her more. You know what I mean? In Evil Genius, we got to 
see a lot more of like what she did. Him, we did. I mean, we saw a few things, but I mean, I love seeing a fucking crime scene. Like, I think it's pretty cool. Right. Um. For um. The record, I haven't seen terribly too many documentaries, but I still think the Jinx on HBO is superior. Better. Better. And I'm going to do a lot of comparisons to it, non-spoiler comparisons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, um, this is created by Joe, uh, Berlinger. Uh, he's a documentary filmmaker. If you've heard of him, you might have seen him, uh, on the pro production of uh, Paradise Lost, Brothers Keeper, Metallica, some kind of, uh, monster. And in that to destroy. I believe these are all documentaries that have been uh, uh, highly, highly uh, produced and uh, looked at in you know Sundance festivals and other documentary festivals and stuff like that. So this guy's got some sort of um, you know chops to him. Yeah. Uh, Joe Berlinger. He's uh, the I believe he's the writer and director of all of the episodes, and. I still think that, like I said, the Jinx is kind of the superior format of how you want to do the best type of uh, documentary. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've... Uh, did you see the entire Jinx, or do you remember... I you, remember bits and pieces of it. Non-spoiler. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't remember enough to spoil it, I don't think. Okay. Well, I the things about it that I am going to compare this to a little bit are the, uh, the way we interact with the the killer or the subject yeah i felt like we were removed very heavily from the subject in this particular type of uh episodes this this documentary yeah we get a lot of good information with them but i felt like because maybe it's 30 to 40 years old that we don't have as much footage we have a lot of footage but not like not enough i don't think it's footage that pertains to giving us more answers yeah um these episodes are much more focused on the court case and crime hearings and not so much of the personal life of yeah. of of the subject of Ted. Mm -hmm. Um this specifically was gripping for me because I knew Zach Efron was going to portray Ted Bundy in a future movie, I think uh, what is it called? Shockingly evil and something vile or something like. What is that? Do you remember what it was called? Uh -uh. It's 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 said in the. Oh, sorry. Extremely wicked and shockingly vile or something like that. I think that's what. It is. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but anyways. When does that come out? I need to see that. Yeah. It, after watching this, it, it it absolutely makes you want to go see that. Um, I'll I'll, I'll I'll look it up. But anyways, um, from still non-spoiler perspective. The first few episodes, um, I thought really do a good job. You know, really get the ball rolling on what's going on. It opens up really well. I think that uh, I think each episode's about an hour, if not a little bit over. Yeah. Um. Did you? What did you think about the pacing throughout most of the season? The pacing was good. It. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to really Nonsense. judge the pacing, but. Well, like, like it would hit like a high point, and then it would, you know, like, uh, might drop what happened like that, or something dramatic would happen. Yeah, I felt like, on occasion, 
they would announce something that was going to happen within the crime story and then they'd show it happening which kind of ruined the experience for me slightly you know yeah like finding out something crazy happens in the courtroom they're like the they, they interview someone that says this happens in the courtroom and then they show it happening in the courtroom just show it happening in the courtroom yeah you know yeah that's it kind of that was that that part was kind of aggravating just the storytelling and it was a little bit uh funky i don't know i didn't think he had the outburst that they claimed i didn't see him i didn't see any outburst worth noting okay well Sorry, no, no, no no it's not it's not it's not really a spoiler but um let's wrap up the non-spoiler section um before we hop into the spoiler section do you think this is worth the four episodes the time the four hours i mean no you don't think it's worth four hours no okay i if this was any this longer is, i wouldn't i'm not gonna tell i'm not gonna tell other people that they need to watch it why as opposed to like evil genius I'd tell people to watch Evil Genius before I told them to watch this. Why? Because this just leaves out a lot of, to me, important stuff, interesting points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't talk about some of the most important things that he did. They right. leave it out. Right. I don't understand why. That's why. That's where I kind of get the uh, impression... Maybe a six-episode series might have been a little bit better. Got a little bit more of the personal side. Got a little bit more of the court side. And kind of do like a nice uh, crossover in between those two. Yeah. Um, I think the Jinx sort of did that really well. Yeah. They did a nice personal background uh, roundup of it. But one thing is it's very evident to me that they did not have budget for this uh, documentary when it comes to recreations. Why? Or what, what did you... I, I know you told me before we did this, but... Okay, so well, I, I, I'm going to say it a hundred times. The Jinx is the standard on HBO. The Jinx on HBO has uh, first-hand interviews with the subject. Yeah. Now, we have interviews with the subject on here. You don't get... They're not taped. Like, you don't get to see Well, this is all... Right? But we have all audio. They're all yeah. audio. So, it's like... Eh. You know? Yeah. It's like we... It feels like half the time... When we're watching this on the when we're watching the Ted Bundy tapes, he's talking and we're just zooming in slowly on a face of him on his face. Yeah, uh, a picture of his face, and I noticed that effect like maybe ten times. I was like, they really need either a recreation of what he's doing. You know, if he's talking about rummaging through you know a a, a woman's house or a man, uh, you know, a someone's house or stealing a car. Yeah. Recreate it. Show it. Yeah, I agree. I remember the, um, what's the other show we're sitting here talking about? Evil. Evil Genius. I remember they showed, like, the same picture of her throughout the entire mm -hmm. season. The or episodes or whatever. Like, they just kept using the same picture of her. Anytime they would talk about her back, like, back then, they were talking about something that she did at a certain age, they used the same picture. Yeah, I mean, I could tell that, I mean, even here, they started to reuse some of the same footage. Yeah. And when... They I mean, I guess when you're doing a document documentary, you can only use what you have. You right, know? right. But that's what I'm saying is, if they had 
recreations or a little bit more money to recreate some. It would have been a lot more interesting or a lot more intriguing, in my opinion. I know it kind of creates sort of a, a bias if you're thinking like, you know, it's like, oh, this is how I grew up and it shows like recreations of him growing up. I yeah. can see how that's problematic in some way, maybe. But like, I felt like the recreations um, were close to non-existent and if they were, they were not good at all. No. Um, the music was really good. I, I, I did like the music. It was yeah. kind of this 80s, din, 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 you know, this like synth kind of thing going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Um, kind of reminded me of some Michael Myers music. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 right at that time, too. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Um, I thought we had a lot of different perspectives on the interviews, but a lot of them didn't feel fulfilling, in my opinion. I'd say... A handful I really liked, and then a couple of them didn't feel like they went anywhere. Yeah. I just got sick of hearing him talk. The interviewers? No. Ted? Bundy, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. And uh, for anyone that is interested in additional stuff regarding the Ted Bundy files, I'm going to try to have an interview with someone that was actually in contact with Ted Bundy back in the mid 1970s. It's a it's a friend of ours. Um extended friend. So keep you sorry keep you keep updated on the podcast. I'm either going to update the show notes and say that it's going to be at the end of this podcast or I'm going to release it as an exclusive yeah. uh you know interview. But uh yeah, stay tuned. So let's talk about spoilers for the Ted Bundy tapes, starting right now. Alrighty, we are in spoiler section for the Ted Bundy tapes. And Elias has a lot to say, he just told me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I I do have a lot to say um, regarding this. Hold on, let, me, let me pull up the uh, Ted Bundy tapes. I'm about to rip it. A new one. I, I don't know about ripping a new one, but I <laughs> I definitely, like I said earlier, the, the Jinx is such a high standard of documentary filmmaking. It's set the bar. Yeah. So high, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't hate this uh, this series at all. I don't I don't want anyone to think that. I was actually really compelled. Um. But it, it feels like for the wrong reasons. I don't know. Why are people, you know, like obsessed with serial killers and murders and mysteries and that type of thing? Um, it's just like stuff you don't ever hear. It's so left field, so so way out out of the ordinary. You're like, this is li like, I don't want to say it's a, uh, some people would call this guy a monster, but I think this guy has some serious uh, health issues. Yeah. Mental issues that were not, well, they were not addressed. I, it makes me wonder. I always wonder. Huh? Go ahead. I always wonder what do people go through as children that you, that like, they're not going to tell you about as an adult. And they're not going to tell you that that's why they did this or that. They're going to, like, he always wanted to blame it on someone else. You know, he wanted to blame someone else for something he did. He wanted to blame the devil or pornography, I think is what they said. And it's like. Just talk about your fucking trauma as a child. Give people better insight as to why you do the things that you do, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're a serial killer. Oh, when you're a serial killer. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, okay. So you. I, um, 
I don't, I don't know. So, in comparison to the Jinx again, I, I feel like we are just skimmed on his personal life. You have to quit talking about that show, Dave. Yeah, I know. Okay, so, so, so. <laughs> you mentioned it at least five times. I know, people are going to be like, all right, that's it. That's is it. Is this about the Jinx or is this about Ted. Ted Bundy? Yeah, no. Okay, so. I feel like we are skimmed over his personal life throughout the the beginning. We kind of just, it's just like, oh, he's, you know, a nice guy, that type of thing. Nothing weird in his past. He might have been adopted or he might, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Or he not been adopted, but he might have been. Uh, his mom was going to leave him in a group home and his grandfather was like, no, you go back and get him. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Um, and then his grandfather, what's it he abusive? Uh, possibly possibly something I like that it, I, I don't want to i don't want to go I thought that's what we heard last night i don't want to belabor the details i just want to talk more or less the storytelling aspects of it just like um because i it it doesn't matter how i feel about his upbringing it's how the story is told you know yeah um i feel like plot lines like this carrie boone lady that he ends up marrying and like, having when, a, where the fuck did she come from when did they meet we got we we like you said, we didn't get any of his personal life. We don't know how long they've known each other, when they met. Right. Did they meet before he started killing people? Right. In the middle of his, you know, How does he spree? feel? We find out through third-party interviews that he does not feel uh, empathy. Yeah. He doesn't love. He doesn't have compassion like you when or When they I. said that, though, I wanted like, you're full of shit because he asked this woman to marry him. While she was on, like, on stand in court. Well, they said that that was just so that he could have a couple extra days to, you know, not get executed. No. Because he was like, you can't execute me on my wedding day kind of thing. Oh, well. No. Yeah. I was just like, hmm. Plot lines like him casually having a daughter while he's in jail sound like a big deal not to just skim over in one or two lines like we didn't get to hear any it would have been really cool to hear about her how she grew up affected by him being in prison yeah i mean that that's a whole that's a whole nother episode right there i feel like having carrie boone or i, I feel like her name was carrie boone wasn't it I don't know. I, i'm just saying that i'm not 100 percent sure what her name was but uh his his wife that he ends up quote-unquote wife that he ends up marrying it looks like he's hanging outside of the cell with yeah. her. It looks like they're like out in a in in, in a real house in a you know real setting. Yeah. You know? Um, but one thing that was extremely intriguing about this um series specifically, yeah. um, was the fact that Ted Bundy is he's. His own criminal defense lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most... He was not a lawyer. He <laughs> went to law school. He was not a lawyer. But like, he's in a suit every fucking day. It didn't make sense. Questioning, cross-examining uh, witnesses and shit like that. <laughs> he's like, what did you see? Tell me, you know, yeah. give me every me bit of... All the evidence. Let's, let's replay the evidence. It's like, I have... I don't remember the last time I've ever seen uh what a defendant defend themselves. Yeah. I don't know how you I don't know how that happens. I'm not sure if I said that right, but you know, you know, the criminal yeah. defend themselves. It's like when does that ever happen? And the the fact that we didn't really have solid DNA evidence until like 
Ted Bundy came around. Mm -hmm. It feels like Ted Bundy is the is the epitome of when DNA evidence, fingerprint evidence, and you know teeth marks and you yeah. know that type of stuff became more prevalent in the court case system. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know specifically when the first time, uh, you, you know, DNA evidence was really used, but it seems like I was just thoroughly surprised that we were in the 80s and didn't have this type of technology yet. I'm not surprised. I mean, it feels like within the last 30 years, we've had the capability to stop mass serial killers because we can have, we can, we can see the DNA now. Yeah. Well, you have to catch them. I mean, in, in this, in this, they were talking about, uh, in, in these episodes, they're like, we can't wait till he kills again so that we can see more evidence, you know, because they had no other way to get him. Yeah. And uh, I'm the incompetent, the incompetency level of the police and security force throughout uh, was ridiculous. Yeah, everyone, it's like everyone was half-assing their job and this guy just got away with doing whatever he fucking wanted to. Like, when it came down to him uh, escaping, not only the first time, but the second time? Yeah. And he was out for 40 days. Killing? Yeah. I think he, I don't remember his body count, but it, I think it was at least. Four. He killed the four girls. He killed the Chi, Chi Omega. Yeah. Um, that was five, I think, because he killed another lady that night. It was like four in a house and then another one. But. He killed that 12-year-old little girl. Yeah. I, I. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Okay, so the fact that. People like the judge at the end are like, God, you know, I, I could have been, you know, you could have been one of my lawyers in my court yeah, case. Yeah, I have on, no animosity against you. Just want you to know you're a bright young man. Take care of yourself. Dude, like this guy has. He's like, bless your heart. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy has ruthlessly murdered over 30 individuals, most I, I, assuming all women mm -hmm. and uh, and a young girl. Yeah. And you're over here, I don't have any animosity against you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, it's okay in the pearly gates. Hopefully you're good up there, that type of thing. Yeah. It's like, dude, any other <laughs> any other person that doesn't have this stamp of white male privilege is going to be sentenced to the deepest, darkest pits of hell. <laughs> Judge, I'm like, I don't even want a jury. Get the fuck out of here. Life. Yeah, it's, 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 it's life or nothing. And they were... They were struggling to get this guy down. It's because they. It's I. It's because he's because he's fucking white, and no one wanted to fucking convict him of anything. I felt like he had such a. It, it felt like he was like, like soap that you're trying to grab. You're like, don't don't drop the soap. Like, yeah, he, he's so squirmy. Just keeps slipping. Yeah, he's so squirmy, and uh, he he is highly intelligent. Yeah. Like, for a, a criminal? He was intelligent because of what he had learned in law school. Right. But he was arrogant he was, also. He was not intelligent of the actual act of being a lawyer. Do you think he was delusional? Yeah. I, th I mean, I think so. Do you not? The last, the, the last lady that came in and said that she diagnosed him with bipolar and t yeah. like three other things. I was like, why was this not done way earlier? I'm glad it fucking wasn't. Because then they would have, like, they would have just put him in an institute and they wouldn't have killed him. Probably. Yeah. They probably, what, was Charles Man Manson put in an institute? I don't I, I don't know. remember if he was, 
I know he died recently, but yeah, I don't know if he was in an institute or if he was. I don't know. Huh. I might try to look that up. Um, but go on. Um, what did you? I I was I was really irritated with how everybody was like, oh man, I you know what. You seem like a good guy, man. You're a good-looking guy. You're good a good-looking, nice guy. And it's like... Articulate. You can speak well. You're always, for some reason, in a, a bow tie and a... A suit. <laughs> Why is he in turtlenecks in, when he should be in, like, jumpsuit attire for, like, criminals? It doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. And they even said he didn't have money. I don't know. It, they said he didn't have money to... uh. To defend himself. So I um, wonder if the law school he went to was like backing him. You know, like on his side about it. I bet not, because that would look really bad on them. Yeah, if they thought he was going to be convicted, they probably didn't think he was going to be convicted. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. About I don't know any I don't know a lot of detail about serial killers you know the ones that we like to say were famous serial killers mm -hmm. I don't know why we give them that kind of name I th I find it um, I don't know why we give them stardom at all I like 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 you said and like everyone else said at the very end of this inter all the interviews in this they said they were sick of Ted Bundy yeah. I started to feel a little sick of Ted Bundy. Yeah. I don't know why it was because they were saying it, but it was like he wanted his legacy to continue on so much. He that was he... such a fucking narcissist, dude, because the way he talked about the jail, mm -hmm. like when he was talking about how the lighting is not sufficient, and it's like, you fucking killed people. You murdered people in their beds, in their sleep, innocent fucking people. Sit in a fucking dark room is the way I look at it. Sit in a dark room with nothing. Sit in the fucking corner. Put him in a fucking straitjacket. Sit his ass in that fucking corner with no fucking light in the room and put some rats in there. <laughs> right. Like, okay, so, uh, you remember when he escaped the second time? Yeah. I wanted to see, like, the di how big that hole was. I don't... It looked like the size of an air vent. No, I mean... It's, it they looks, said that he wasn't eating, I mean, so he lost, he dropped a shit ton of weight. I, I literally wanted to know the, the size of the hole that that guy crept through, because it didn't even look like my head could fit through that. Yeah. I mean, I, it was that type of stuff. I wanted them to go in that level of detail. Yeah. I felt like they didn't go in, they'd be, oh, he crept, crept through a hole in the wall. It's like, I want to know the dynamic. In my, in my opinion, these people didn't fucking care about him escaping and killing more people. Because I don't feel like the justice system wanted to believe that this good-looking white man was doing all of this. Yeah, I, 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 I mostly agree with that, but I, I do think there was a, there was a lot of people out there that were like, "This guy's crazy. This guy's a crazy motherfucker," you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, if you if you think someone killed all these people, of course you think they're crazy. Mm -hmm. But when he okay. What put him in jail the first time? I think it was like a traffic stop or something. Yeah. I, every time he's gotten caught, just like random shit. Like Yeah, a traffic stop. Okay, he gets put in jail. I don't know if that was the first time, but yeah. Either way, he gets put in jail for the first time. He's going to be going to court for something, and he, he escapes. How did he escape the first time? 
he jumped out of uh oh he jumped uh, out of the courthouse the courthouse yeah he window. jumped out of the courthouse window like Manson was sentenced to death but he was uh later uh set to um serve life but he died in uh 2017 really yeah yeah at 83 um but yeah it uh, the, the way that everyone was talking about this guy really upset me in in just a number of ways of you know oh he's just oh i guess no one was watching their post they were chuckling when he was escaped when he had escaped yeah i was like i was just befuddled by that you know i was like why the hell it's like oh he got away again it's fine he'll come back it's <laughs> like what yeah it the way that the documentary was structured, I I was like, okay, so I guess he comes back. But the fact that he escaped a second time and then murdered some people, I was I was livid again. I don't feel like they wanted to believe that he was the one. I don't feel like anyone, the <clears throat> the people in the jail, the judge, that first judge, did not want to believe that he did it, or I'll... they just didn't believe that he did it. You know. Right. The uh. And of course, for us, when we. We know he did it, you know, because of yeah, the yeah. unequivocal evidence and the fact that he's pretty much admitted it by now. And, yeah, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, I I did find it interesting from a lot of perspectives, but I do feel like it dropped the ball on just like a number of things. Like uh, they barely touch on the women that were obsessed with him. They said that women started popping up in in the courtroom trying to get their uh. <laughs> Trying to get him to notice them and stuff like that. Trying to slip him notes and stuff. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you... What is the plan there? Yeah. Um, it's like, what even would intrigue you about about this man when he's on trial for murdering women? Yeah. That is, <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. Those women should have been picked up and been like, hey, um, you're going to a psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. And they're on news. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And now they're on Netflix. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. I um, need to give these people good recognition. Yeah, I, uh, uh, um, I'm really excited to see the Zac Efron shock. What is it called? Jesus, it's so long. Let's see. Are you excited to see it? I am. Is it Zac with a C H? Is it shockingly wicked? Is it shockingly wicked? I'm gonna oh. find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Shockingly, well, extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile yeah. and in this documentary we find out where that's from we do yeah, yeah. you hear the judge say it and it came from the jury right sheet what okay okay lucky dog exclusive it's the same director on the that does the movie the the director of uh of the Netflix series is going to be doing the same movie. Oh. The, the director of the Ted Bundy tapes is going to be um, directing Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Oh. He's not writing it, but Zac Efron's starring in it. Joe Berlinger when does it come is out? directing. Did you tell me? Um, I don't know if we have a date for this yet. Um, Set to release... I don't see a release date yet. Oh, Janie? No, oh, Sundance, Sundance is releasing it um, now in January. <coughs> so it'll probably be coming out in the next few months. We'll definitely be seeing it. 
it. Checking it out. Checking it out. Um, yeah. I, uh, like I said, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Very interesting to learn about the, the Ted Bundy individual and everything that makes him tick. It was kind of sickening to find out all the terrible stuff that he had did. Um, all the crimes he had committed. Yeah. Um, I wish we could have touched more on, like, I wish we could have heard him talking about how he committed the murders, like what he did, the necrophilia. We didn't get to hear any of that. I do, I do feel like we're, for everything that we learned, I feel like I have, t I learned 10 things and I now I have 20 questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you show us a world, but you don't give us all the details. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe the movie might bring, you know, bring it forward. I bet or, I'm gonna be pissed as fuck if that movie is played like a documentary. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be played like a, like a movie. Yeah, like a probably drama thriller, yeah. crime thriller. Um, let's see. Uh, here is extremely wicked and shockingly evil. Um, synopsis. A chronicle of crimes of Ted Bundy from the perspective of his longtime girlfriend, Elizabeth Klopfer, who refused to believe the truth about him for years. I wonder if it's going to be like an interview style, like she's recalling all the stuff. I don't know. I, I can't remember which girlfriend that is, but I think that was his first or second one yeah. in the, uh, in the episodes. But yeah. Like, I think we've we've done a pretty good job covering it. Um, anything else do we need to? Mm -mm. Nothing else? Nope. You said he wasn't a good-looking guy? He's not. What, He's not attractive. What do you think about his ability to basically uh, transform his appearance? I thought that was pretty, pretty, cool. pretty amazing. Yeah. I was, I was shocked by the way he transformed his, his hair, his eyebrows, his... Facial features, like, like he gains weight and then loses weight. Yeah. And you can tell it in his jawline. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably around his nose a little bit, but, um, like cheekbones. But, I mean, he looks like a completely different guy throughout every, I don't know, seven months that you see him. Yeah. Um, I did think the timeline was a little wonky. I don't remember the timeline being lin linear at the beginning, like. The first episode, I thought the first episode went all the way to 1979, and then episode two went back. It jumped back. It jumped back again. I'm not 100% sure about that. I might have to go back and check or do, you know, check the show notes to see if I correct myself about that. But I do feel like the timeline was a little wonky. Yeah. And I felt like I just kept seeing that timeline. It was like 1976, 1979. Slide over. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I've seen timelines done good, and I, you know. I might be just nitpicking. Am I nitpicking? Yeah. All right, that's it. That's it. Thank you for listening to Lucky Dog Podcast. If we have another interview coming up, check us out. Uh, check out the show notes. Check out the rest of the podcast we have coming out. We have the conversations with a killer Ted Bundy tapes, which is what we just recorded. And what else do we have coming down the pipe? Kelly. We we need to do, what did you say last night? An F is for fam. Oh, yeah. We 
I, I definitely got to get some F's for family because there's there's a lot of crime and a lot of like sadness stuff going, you know, a lot, a lot of dirty deeds going on in the media po podcasting, uh, you know, that stuff that we've had to podcast about, you know, with you on Netflix and uh, fire on Netflix and, you know, all this other craziness. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to get a nice comedy down the tube. Mm -hmm. F is for fam is an excellent excellent animation it's it's one of the best written comedies in years it's like i i, I don't want to say it's it's as funny as i don't know I, when people say it's family guy without the uh -uh. the cutaway joke it's not true it's more like a real life grounded yeah i like it better than family guy oh yeah much better than family guy what what about bojack Probably like a BoJack level. Uh, I like BoJack better. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going to do a podcast on Ephes Fam. Probably a BoJack. Probably finish up the last You episode. And uh, check us out. Look at our podcast. Look at our podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And take it easy. Thank you. Peace. You a little scared when you look at him? He just doesn't look like the type to kill somebody. Serial killer Theodore Bundy has escaped once again. One of the FBI's most wanted men. He was charming, good looking, smart. Are you sure you have the right guy? Just a normal individual.